Broadcasting glorious purpose across the interdimensional airwaves, this is Bo, a.k.a. Loki Variant HTJM84. And Lorraine, a.k.a. Loki Variant RVJM91. And you are tuned into the most mischievous show in the multiverse where we're talking all things Loki. This episode, Loki Season 2 is here. We're talking Episode 1, and this is crazy. Episode 1 of Season 2 literally just dropped. So we don't have like an official description of the episode. We don't have anything polished. We are coming at you right now live with our fresh perspectives and thoughts and feels on this episode. And when I say we're coming at you live, I mean we actually are broadcasting this episode live. In fact, if you check out the TV Talk YouTube channel, there's all kinds of stuff there, but you'll also be able to find uh, some live broadcasts of the Loki TV Talk podcast. So be sure to check that out. Uh, We'll have a link in the description for this podcast where you can uh, subscribe to the channel. And uh, yeah, be sure to check that out. Lorraine, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. You know, uh, I watched The Golden Bachelor and then I got to immediately watch uh, Loki, which was the main event of the evening. Yeah. It's been really fantastic. I'm happy to be here with you now. All right. We're going to, like, don't get me wrong. We are definitely not going to go off on this (laughs) rabbit trail, but I just have to, just to clarify, did you see The Golden Bachelor? Yep. I did. It's, It's a whole thing. There is only one Golden Bachelor on this podcast and he wears golden horns and he is trapped. Mm. Across time in the TVA. So I don't know what else you were watching tonight. <laughs> but I need to bring I need Definitely you to I need you to focus that Taylor Swift is is dating that football player, so everybody's talking about that for some strange reason. Energy. And we need to focus on the time travel shenanigans that, that was this episode of Loki. Can you do that, Lorraine? I'm 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 all in. I'm all in. I've moved <laughs> past the golden bachelor. I'm all in on the main, the main golden, golden man here we're here to discuss. That's right. That's exactly right. By the way, should we, should we address the fact that we're wearing horns or is it way cooler just to not even address it? Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, exactly. That's exactly right. All right. I'm so stoked. Let's get into the rune down. The Rune Down. Every single week, we're going to be talking about what happened in the episode. And of course, uh, we've got a lot to talk about right now. Off the bat, I mean, I was shocked because as much speculation that came after the end of season one as to what does this mean? How does the TVA change? I thought they said time doesn't, you know, works different in the TVA. What's going on? Oh, that's Kang. We get this like complete bait and switch, something that I have not seen any speculation on at all, which is that Loki was not, in fact, in a new variation of the timeline, but in fact, sent back to the past, to the pre, kind of the the primordial DVA, if you will, when theoretically, at that point, theoretically, He Who Remains was establishing what would ultimately become the TVA. I, I, I was shocked when I saw that. Yes. Definitely did not expect it to be along the same timeline. I think I'm still processing that fact that... Same timeline, different time. Actually, genius the way that they're doing this because I I felt like that was the one big swing that the end of the uh, season one made that I couldn't quite like. I was like, oh man, if they if they take away the uniqueness of the TVA existing outside of time, that kind of I don't know it 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 makes it too messy. And interestingly enough, it makes it very messy to maintain that, but it makes it far more interesting at the same time, especially with everything we know. There's almost like a question. So let me ask you this before we get too deep into it. Uh, have you seen Ant-Man Quantumania? Yes. Okay. 
let's just assume, presume for the listener as well, that, that you also have seen Quantumania, but if not, uh, without, I mean, this is going to spoil, like we're going to have to talk about what happened in Quantumania. Uh, so if you don't want that spoiled, I don't know, you probably shouldn't be watching Loki season two, honestly. Go watch Quantumania. It's not the best Marvel, but at the same time, it's relevant. So go go check it out. But no, with Quantumania, it almost begs the question, did the defeat of the Kang that we saw in Quantumania, was that even the Kang that we'll be dealing with in the future? Or was that perhaps an earlier version of He Who Remains? You know what I mean? Like, because we saw the TVA wrecked, but now with what we've seen in this episode, I'm almost wondering if rather than Loki season two, be, season two being kind of a precursor to Ant-Man, what if now Ant-Man, everything that took place in the quantum realm actually happened in the far past? You tracking with me? Yes. Yeah, so it happened along the same timeline, but at a different time. So it was a previous version of he who remains right exactly before he established the tva which is a which would be well he may have been in the early stages of establishing the tva or and this is very possible as well it's it could be that a earlier version of kang in 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 and during the previous multiversal war established the tva then he who remains rose up defeated the that kang and the rest of the Kangs and established a new TVA that now like prunes the timelines. But then of course that he who remains has been destroyed. And so now we're in the new universe, the new presence, the new reality of, we don't know what's going to happen. So theoretically, we don't know even if like the, when Loki was listening to the recordings in the office, like of Kang or he who remains talking to judge Renslayer, we don't know if that was, the he who remains from season one, or if that was potentially a Kang from earlier in the timeline or a Kang from even earlier in the timeline, we could be looking at several versions of the TVA. In fact, it's very possible that when Loki was time slipping to the past, he actually was time slipping to multiple pasts of the TVA. Multiple past versions of the TVA? Yes. So before it was established as it was season one. Right. So when he was talking to Obi, which by the way, great character. We're going to talk about Obi in just a second. When he was talking to Obi in the past, that was 400 years in the past, right? Mm -hmm. But it's also possible that he slipped further in the past a thousand years or an additional thousand years or an eon. You know what I mean? Like he could have very easily slipped, you know, over and over again. And as was established in this episode, they said specifically that Kang, or he who remains rather, or the TVA, has wiped the memories of all of the TVA potentially multiple times. Mm. So here's what I'm here's what I'm kind of offering as kind of a concept, right? Is that during the multiversal war, all of the Kangs, the Council of Kangs, they're warring against each other for like timeline supremacy. In the like during that time, one conqueror version of them ends up like being this mastermind behind the, the the war and establishes the TVA as a means of maintaining his own timeline while also creating this chaos. Then amongst the chaos, a one of his variants, he who remains, rises up, defeats that king, takes over the TVA, establishes himself as the new leader of the TVA with kind of the shadow council of the, you know, the three alien dudes. 
And then eventually he gets tired of it. Two gods of chaos pop up on, on the, the spectrum of the timeline and he decides, you know what? Let's let the chaos come back. Like I'm, I'm all for it. Let's bring some Loki into the, me- the mess. That's season one. So I'm saying that what we're presented with in the obvious is that there was a TVA before the TVA of season one. What I'm saying that might not be as obvious, but very possible is that there probably have been multiple TVAs run by multiple Kangs and or he who remains. But all it, along the same timeline? Yes. Okay. In the so timeline does, of the TVA, which is, you know, it's a, it's a Baramy Jeremy. Mm, Jeremy Baramy. Jeremy Baramy. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to keep up here. Just trying to keep up here. All right. All right. Maybe, you know, I went, I went too deep, too fast. So <laughs> my apologies. We kind of, we jumped straight on into the deep, deep end of like time travel theory. And I apologize for that. But at the same time, that's exactly what this episode did. From the very beginning, freaking Loki pulls an attack of the clones, jumps out the window, you know, rides in the flying car, creates a crack in the floor. Suddenly, it's all revealed that he's in the past and our minds are blown. It uh, really didn't stop from the first moment for me to go, what's going on here? And now (laughs) here we are. So I'm, you've, you've gotten my kind of first initial takes on the way that my brain works. But no, I want to hear your thoughts overall before we kind of dive into some of these other characters. What were your thoughts on the episode? I just had a lot of questions. I mean, I really enjoyed all the stuff with the repairs situation. Repairs and what was it called? Repairs and... Uh, was it acquisitions? I don't know. I just remember it was ad- OB. Advantageous, something like that. Um, yes, with OB, I really loved all of that exchange and really found it fascinating how he was like, hmm, oh, yeah, that did happen. <laughs> and it shows it happening 400 years ago. Right. Um, any any moment of, like, good comic relief in the middle of all this chaos, just my always my favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, no, the Morbius and Doki exchange of, like, how does it look? He's like, it, it looks... Uh, uh, <laughs> fine, fine. You know, it's it's not bad. It was terrible. It's awful to look at. Yeah, and the skin? Question uh. mark. <laughs> <laughs> that was great because, like, initially you think that like him drawing that in is just like a blink and you miss it gag, and then it ends up being a relevant plot point. Yeah, and then it it's like, oh, we're in the future now, right? You know, that's like the thing that ties into the fact that you know it's the future. Skin. But at the same time, like that, I mean, like the the way this episode was shot and the way they structured it so that you relatively instantly knew, okay, now we're in the past or okay, now we're in the future. Now, for me, I thought that was really well done and what like very kind of easy, quick communication. Now, I'm typically thinking fourth dimensionally anyway, so I'm kind of curious. Were you able to, to kind of keep up from this, that standpoint? Was that a success for you? Um, as far as that whole section, I could follow that pretty well. I think when Loki first started time slipping and then we heard like the recording, I was pretty confused. I was like, is this recording coming from the future? Is it coming from the past? Is it coming from the present? We don't know. We don't actually know that one scene. If I'm remembering correctly, like there is in the back of the wall, it does show the Kang faces, but in the present Loki removed that wall or at least sections of that wall. So from that standpoint, we could have in that moment either been in the future or the past. That's probably the one scene they left ambiguous. And you got to like, given how intentional they were about every single scene, you got to imagine that that was intentional. 
You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. But I definitely didn't, I guess I didn't think, oh, this is supposed to be ambiguous. I was like, I'm supposed to know what's going on here, and I can't tell if it's the future or not. Or I, think, I think that when they left ambiguous for a reason. And I think, I think we're looking at some story structuring that is being masterfully done on a level that, frankly, Guardians 3 notwithstanding, we really haven't seen in the MCU since Loki season one. And... It gets me super stoked for where the show is going and what they could be doing uh, overall. So, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting to note. Um, let's talk about Obi for a second. Uh, this this individual right here. Um, love this actor, of course. First familiar with him from as Short Round back in the old Indiana Jones days. Uh, making a massive comeback in his career with uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And, of course, here now on Loki and some other projects as well. Fantastic instant likability, which is always great. But then beyond that, like he has this, like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, huh? <laughs> like <laughs> this person who's been totally content to be an extreme introvert for the last couple of thousands, hundreds of years, I guess. Hundreds <laughs> of years. Yeah. I love how he was like, oh yeah, of course I remember you. And it's like, oh, you just haven't seen a person in 400 years. So you remember every single person. Well, so, but that's the thing, right? They instantly establish that Obi has a flawless memory, right? Because, of course, Mobius is like, oh, yeah, no, I was totally here. Yeah, wow. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, you came down. He's like, oh, yeah, and then we hung out. And he's like, no, you you left instantly. Like, that, <laughs> it's interesting that they would show us that right before Loki going back in time and having the conversation with him. Because there is kind of this question of, like, as long as Loki's in the TVA with the time slipping... Is he, or perhaps was he, because he might not be able to after what happened at the end of this episode, was he actively able to change the timeline? Or was it literally like, oh no, I'm just remembering this happened? Or are you only remembering it's happening because the timeline is actively being changed? That seems to be the rules that they established in this episode, but I'm, I don't know. That, so, is he changing the timeline, but going back in time and being like, I'm going to call you OB? Or well, no, that's a good point he? because Obi like wouldn't have had the nickname that he told them before Loki went back in time, had they not said that. That is where it gets really loopy because Loki didn't independently think, "Oh, I'm going to call you Obi." He heard that they call him Obi in the future. They went back in the past and called him Obi, and he's like, "Oh, I like that." So that's where it's like, uh. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. What's the uh, what's the old uh, oh goodness gracious the uh, the oracle from the Matrix? What's really gonna you know melt your brain later is would you have even broken it had it not said anything? Right? Like it's the it's the time loop. What I think is kind of interesting, and I know we're going like super deep into the time travel, but I feel like we have to given the nature of like this this episode. Indeed, they spend a lot of focus on the symbols on the floor of the TVA. Yes, they do. Three symbols that kind of make up that logo. Did you did you pick up on that? There was it looked like a time turner. There was like a there's like a um oh shoot, what do you call those things? Hourglass. Hourglass. That's what we're thinking of. Yeah. There so there's go. an hourglass, a dagger, and a mask, essentially, that make up that that logo. The dagger instantly makes me think of Sylvie. We'll we'll swing back to that in a second. The mask, I don't know. Maybe he who remains, given the fact that like he was kind of like the the mask of all of this. 
is kind of shrouded under, you know, the, the mask of kind of the, the alien dudes, the timekeepers. But then the hourglass instantly, you look at that and think, Oh, well, you know, time, except the hourglass is drawn like an infinity loop, which makes me wonder if the TVA is that infinity is just like with Obi not having his nickname until Loki said it, but Loki only knew it because, you know, Obi said it to him. I think what we may see is a reveal that the TVA is truly a full infinity existing as a Jeremy Jeremy, essentially outside of kind of the prime timeline. Hmm. So it's outside of the sacred timeline. Well, yeah, because they've got the time loom, so which is where they're creating the sacred timeline. But the way it's able to exist outside of the time, the sacred timeline, is that it exists as this contained, self-contained loop like that. And that's why everyone says time's a little different in the TVA. Exactly. And if you go with like the the concept of kind of the infinity loop, I would say that central point is what we're experiencing in this series is kind of the mm. Lokis, the Sylvies, like all coming together to create this, you know, point at which it all forms again. This is this is my theory. I don't know. Could be crazy, but I think I might be on to something. I I can see it. It definitely is getting really loopy. <laughs> <laughs> One question I have is when yeah. um, when Obi's like, there's no time slipping in the TVA, and he's so certain in it. And it's like, okay, were you just told wrong information? Was this just like propaganda that you all were told? Or are you actually not in the TVA? Well, okay, so it's that's interesting. Uh let's let's like the second one, are you not in the TVA? I think they definitely are in the TVA. I think it's more likely that the propaganda machine, the company, the the industry that basically rules off runs off of propaganda probably maintained that propaganda. But I think what's so Loki says specifically that this kind of started happening because Sylvie pushed him out of the end of time using a time pad not from the TVA, but specifically from He Who Remains. And so instead of like the little, you know, um, you know, Nintendo Switch looking thing, like he was using that dial with kind of the cracks on it and everything else. And the dial, uh, you know, for those of us that stayed and watched the end credits, because there was an end credit scene on this one. If you're watching the full credits, you'll notice they included a lot of new stuff in the end credits. And one of which is a big focus on that dial. So what seems to be the case is something related to the fact that Loki was either transporting from the end of time or that he was using technology that created the technology that the TVA uses. Like the TVA shouldn't be able to like uh, time slip, but we're dealing with a power above the TVA. You know what I mean? Is it above the TVA or is it the founder of the TVA? Yes and, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. Hunter B- B-15, though, we, we don't know much about her yet. We do see that basically there's a bit of a civil war that's kind of brewing within the TVA. You essentially have the Minutemen that are on the side of these new judges that we're introduced to. And the Hunters, who, like Hunter B-15 and supposedly others, are being made aware of the fact that, you know, what do they say? The god Their gods are dead and everything they've been told is a lie. And so they don't know what's right or what to do. Hunter B-15, clearly she does not 
approve of the concept of pruning. Loki, on the other hand, does see the value in it and recognizes if we don't prune, we get a multiversal civil war. And <laughs> it makes Loki a greater villain than Thanos when you think about it. If he, if his end game is that he wants to prune all of these timelines again, like he's literally destroying like an infinite number more lives than Thanos did for the sake of like preserving a few. And so from that standpoint, <laughs> he's actually he's usurped Thanos as the greatest villain in the multiverse while also being the greatest hero of the multiverse by saving us all from Kang. Very Loki. But I do wonder if this is going to put B-15 in direct conflict with Loki. Loki, man. He really, I was kind of surprised that he was just like, yeah, we've got to get rid of all these other timelines to like keep this one. I didn't really think he was all in on that mentality. I thought he had more nuance to him. Well, but that's the thing. He was never allowed the time to consider the nuance, right? Like literally this season picks up instantly from where season one like dropped off. And if you think about it in those last moments when he's fighting Sylvie, he's like, I just, he's like, I just wanted to think about this. Okay. This is like, we've been given a whole lot of new information here and we could be looking at the like Armageddon here. Like, so I just, I want us to consider the options. And Sylvie's like, I don't want to consider the options. I'm on mission. I came here to kill this dude. He's right there. He's going to let me kill him anyway. I'm going to just kill this dude because that's what I came to do. And he's like, no, no, no. I just want to, th- I'm not saying don't kill him. I just want to think about it. And then she's like, nope, kicks him through a time portal and he, tar- he starts time slipping. So he, I, I feel like he's still in the process of trying to figure out what is right. Mm, yes. Like what, which is, which is the, the greater evil, the greater yeah. threat to all of mankind. Mm-hmm. What do you think about these new judges? Um, I think that there is a lot going on with these new judges. I think I'm really sus about the new guy. His name is X5. X5. Yeah. One of the new judges' favorite boy. Mm hmm. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't we see him in season one? If it, this is the uh, same timeline. Well, so Mobius says specifically, we don't see you all that often, which kind of implies that he still existed in season one. We just haven't. He was just in the background. He's playing a real big part in season two, and I really want to know what's going on there. Okay, I may be reaching here, but did you notice like a lot of X's in this like episode? Like X5, other people named X. Well, so like there's X5, but then there's also like the, the, the rooms downstairs all have like big X's on them. In fact, the room to get into the temporal loom or like the observe, observing room of the temporal loom, it looked a lot, and I realize I'm reaching, but it looked a lot like Cerebro from the X-Men movies. Hmm. Patrick Stewart, oh. early 2000s. It had a big X to get into it and like a bubble where you actually look through it. Wow. I, that is, I would say a reach. Okay. Okay. You may be onto something. Well, no, it's, it's, it's fair. It's a reach. I recognize it's a reach, but at the same time, I mean, I don't think it's too spoilery to point out that like the next Deadpool, which is in the X-Men universe the next Deadpool movie is going to be is going to be very directly tied into Loki. 
Like Mobius is a like a main character, if I'm not mistaken, in that movie. So I don't know. I don't know if it's just a nod or I mean, I'm not saying that the time loom is Cerebro. That's not that'd be crazy. But I'm just wow. I'm just observing the X's. I see an X next to a number. For me, it just makes me think of the Weapon X program from the comic books with Wolverine. Uh, X-23, who is the young lady that is Wolverine's clone daughter. Like, so it's hard for me not to make connections there. Okay. Wow. When you said X, I was thinking, oh, maybe this is the 10th version of the TVA. That was that was the direction I was going. Oh! Oh! Yeah. I don't know. That gets into what I was saying earlier. So, yes, it could be a versioning thing. And we That's could be fantastic. in the 10th version of the TVA. Wow. You just blew my mind. I dig it. Who I knows? Dig it. Okay. All right. All right. So this this kind of gets into some some pretty major speculation that we want to dive into. But before we do that, this is last minute edition. This is, I can't believe we're doing this. I, we joked about this. We joked about this. And we're going to lose, we're going to lose like so many listeners by even having this segment in here. <laughs> We'll like gain new listeners from this, but not enough to make up for how many people are going to stop listening because we're going to do this. We're only going to do this briefly, and we're only going to do this when it's relevant. Taylor, watch. It's me. Hi. No! Okay, Lorraine, apparently, apparently, there was a Taylor Swift lyric in this episode. What? There, I wrote it down. There was a Taylor Swift song referenced in episode one of season two because Mobius says, would have, could have, should have, which is the name of a Taylor Swift to- song from her album Midnight's, oh my God. the 3 a.m. edition. Oh um, yeah. So just throwing that out there, not to mention Taylor Swift most recently was seen with um, both Wolverine and Deadpool. The cast of Deadpool and 3, which is going to tie in specifically to the TVA, yeah? So I'm just saying they clearly referenced it. I don't know how you could ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to... The, 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 <laughs> there it is. Taylor watch. <laughs> All right, that's great. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Any other thoughts about this episode kind of holistically? Any kind of questions or things that jumped out to you? Oh, I mean, I have questions, but my questions are followed by theories. <laughs> I know we'll get into later. So. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, in that case, we're about to be jumping into Stabs in the Dark. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with some Stabs in the Dark. It is time for some stabs in the dark. That is where we take the information that we got from this episode and we speculate like crazy. Uh, This is not based on any spoilers. We have no inside knowledge. We are not that like professional or hooked up in any kind of uh, cognitive way. Uh, We're just two people on a podcast speculating like crazy as to what's going to happen next week. So if we're right, it's totally because we got it right. And if we're wrong, then it's totally because we got it wrong. So there you go. That's stabs in the dark. Okay, here's my... Theory, and I feel like it's kind of obvious. So I'm, I'm not trying to like claim this is my own, right? <laughs> We've got these new judges. Yes. Yep. We got the older lady that has, and I don't want to be disrespectful here, but like she's rocking like the T Rex hands. You know what I mean? Like she's got that T Rex kind of like like you know vibe with the way she carries herself, <laughs> right? I you got to validate me at this. <laughs> you know what I'm yes, talking about? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I would. I think if it was like the head judge. Yeah, the head judge. That's a good. Yes. So the main judge lady. You got her. Then you've got sleeping bald old dude who was nothing in this, right? He really did sleep. He just he just slept right on through it. Then you've got this other new judge lady who we are just now meeting for the first time and also seems to be like aggressively leading the mini men, minute men to go after Sylvie, who also seems to have an affinity for X5, her like special like favorite boy guy who she's like putting her head up against and everything else. That gave me mother-son vibes. Definitely mother-son vibes. So here's my theory. And again, it might be very on the nose and to some extent obvious, and I'm sure a lot of people are thinking this too. That judge lady is Sylvie. As I have argued before, I think she's our Sylvie. I think she's our Sylvie from our Sylvie's future, which is technically currently our present. I think that head boy guy is the child of Sylvie and Loki. Uh, And that's why we're getting sun vibes there. Uh, by the way, Loki from Norse mythology had several children, most of them animals from <laughs> that are all over the place. But I'm thinking this could be like uh, Narfi or Nari or like there's a two children that the Norse god Loki had with, uh, I think like Sijin or Sinji or Sin. I can't I can't think of the name. It's not Sylvie, but like. There's like an S in there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying, what if X5, who because again, like you can't hear X and not think in the Marvel terms of like X23, who is the daughter of like Wolverine. So like there's there's a lot of kind of winks and nods and nudge nudges and pay attention type stuff, right? I'm thinking that that dude is actually Loki and Sylvie's son, that Loki has not yet, our Loki has not yet fathered in the timeline Perhaps, but maybe he has. I don't know. We didn't see everything that went went on in between the episodes, but I don't think he's fathered that son yet. But I think that that's. I think that that's an older version of Sylvie who's been in the TVA, and it all goes to the whole fact that the TVA is is one big bear me Jeremy. Wow. Yeah, I definitely uh, picked up on the that woman. I'm pretty sure she's Sylvie vibes. But I did not think about the fact that she and Loki might have a child. I just was like, oh, this is mother-son vibes. But man. Who else would be the father? I mean, Loki and Sylvie are kind of the same person, so that's kind of crazy. Well, like I said, Uh, Loki in Norse mythology has had multiple (laughs) children, most of which animals. Like, he fathered the world (laughs) serpent. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's not that crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. He seems really devoted to his mother. So. He does. He does. Hmm. Makes you wonder what happened there. Well, he might have been abandoned by his father in the timeline. Ah, yes. All right. So yeah. Just, I'm just saying. That's that's my that's my big stab in the dark for this episode. But you said you got a lot of theories. I want to hear them. So one of my big questions was, what's up with the phone ringing? Uh, it's towards the end when there's kind of yeah. a lot going on. And this phone keeps ringing and we don't really know what's going on there. My theory is that phone call is coming from Loki from either a different time or like a different timeline. Oh, yes. Yes. And I think he's going to, and I further think he's going to be calling and saying like, hey, like kill Sylvie if you see her or something like that. But he doesn't Uh, answer the phone line. He doesn't answer. 
But what if the call isn't meant for him? If it's meant for... Sylvie. Because he knows she's going to be there. He knows she's going to be there. And he wants to give her a message. That's genius. That's that's it. That is genius. That's exactly what it is. It's. I mean, the phone kept... It was ringing and no one was saying anything and I had no contacts. And I was like, that's weird. And I, I know. Like, and he was walking super slow for somebody who only had moments to make sure that Mobius could keep his skin. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really curious to see. I, I know we're going to find out what that phone call was about. Definitely. And no, I that's a good that's a good catch. Because the other thing, too, is we get two at the end of this episode. We essentially get two Sylvies. One is in 1982 in Oklahoma with a guy doing a fake southern accent. And the other is in the TVA forcing open that door, excited to see Loki as if she's been looking for him. But we don't know if the Sylvie in 1982, if she's arriving there right after the events of season one, or if that's a future version of the version of Sylvie we see coming through the door from the room that one imagines is where the um, uh, the timekeepers were, right? Yes. Yeah, so it says it says it says branched timeline. I mean, she's she could technically go to any timeline, right? If she still has the ten pad, yes, she still have the ten pad. Yes, that's technically true. Technically true, and likely actually that she would be on a branched. I think most of the timelines are branched, although the loom was still to some extent working. It seemed. Um, where it was trying to maintain some sort of timeline, some sort of prime timeline. Um, now, here's another question. Who pruned Loki? That is the question. It could have been Loki that pruned Loki. And maybe on the other end of the phone, it was actually it's actually a different, a future version of Sylvie trying to talk herself out of doing whatever it is that creates the situation that we're in. <laughs> See, now you're thinking fourth dimensionally. I love this. Yes. 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 I will say when Luke, when Loki was pruned, I didn't realize he was being pruned. I thought like something had happened that was just ripping him out of that timeline. Um, and it looked like he was being pruned. Yeah, but no, you saw like the the little dots in his chest as he was kind of evaporating. You saw the, the prune stick or whatever they call the things. Uh, so it was definitely what if there. Loki was pruning Loki. I'm, I'm thinking that's it. I think Wait, it's Loki. Is that possible? Yeah, it would be Loki from the future. Well, we don't. So that's the other thing too. We don't really know where he was in the timeline when that happened. So it's possible he time slipped to something that's going to happen in the future, where his future self, like like episode eight, season two, is there, prunes himself, trying to get to Sylvie. And then he's going to have like a whole, Sylvie, let me like pour open my heart to you and tell you everything's going to be okay. And she's like, I don't believe it. But then the phone, she picks up the phone and Loki's like, that's for you. And it's old Sylvie on the phone. And she's like, younger me, don't, don't take over the TVA or do take over the TVA. Maybe, maybe you have to do all the things. So I don't know. It could go a lot of different ways. Or maybe, you know, we have a son with Loki. And he's not a serpent or or a wolf, which is what you'd (laughs) expect from Loki in Norse mythology. So that's that's good. Yeah, or like a dolphin. For them, I don't know. He has a lot of weird kids. Other theories? That that that's that's a good one. Um. Yeah. Just just gonna throw out the wild theory that they're not actually in the TVA. Where? Okay. So you've said that before. Where do you think they are? (laughs) 
I don't know. This isn't but, the Matrix. You know this isn't the Matrix, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe there, you know, there was one TVA and then they had to keep creating the facade that they were actually in the TVA and everyone thinks they're in the TVA, but they're not since you can now time slip. I don't know. So where are they then? I don't know. Um, a, a different uh, place that's magical. <laughs> Watch you be totally correct, I don't have- and like, and I like, you're gonna like go like first episode. <laughs> go back. Everybody, rewatch this right here. I caught it from day one. Uh-huh. They were not in the TVA. That's uh, not happening. That's not happening. That's it's funny. It's, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, those are our stabs in the dark. We would absolutely love to hear from you and hear what you think is going to happen this season. Uh, you can email the show, show at LokiTVTalk.com. That's show at LokiTVTalk.com to let us know your thoughts. Uh, hey, you can follow us. Uh, we are your crew of Loki. And by crew of Loki, I mean we are two founding members of the Mardi Gras uh, crew of Loki. You can follow us at crew of Loki on uh, Instagram. We will have the links for that in the description as well. Uh, stay tuned after the music. For a little uh, crew of Lorkey. Yeah, that's right. I'm introducing a surprise, like, secret segment at the end of the show. So stay tuned to figure out what that's all about. Um, and <laughs> that's going to be great. But yeah, again, send us your, your thoughts. Show at LokiTVTalk.com. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm Incognito. You can follow Lorraine. At Nobody Here Really. There you go. DM us with all of your thoughts as to what's going to happen this season. We'll try to share a few on a future episode of Loki TV Talk. That's going to do it for us for this week. But until next time. For all time. Always. All right. Lore, a crew of lore key. All right. So, so this isn't going to always happen. It's just going to happen like maybe here or there because as we mentioned, uh, we are two founding members of the crew of Loki, which is a Mardi Gras subcrew of the crew of Chewbacca. Uh, we marched last year and had an absolute blast. You can find some pictures and all that kind of good stuff on Instagram uh, in the links in the description. But this is something I wanted to run by you, Lorraine. So I was I was at a like uh, not an estate sale, but like what do you call it when? No, it's an estate sale. I was at an estate sale where somebody had passed or was moving on in some form or fashion and they were selling all their stuff, right? They had this. Okay. They had oh. this. This is like a giant wine mallet. And oh, wow. Yeah, I found it in their garage and like I was like, oh my gosh, this is this looks like Thor's hammer. They said their their uh, son or their grandson actually had used it one Halloween as like Thor's hammer. So I'm thinking a new crew of Loki tradition. I'm thinking what we're going to do is we're going to paint this gold and make like a Loki version of Thor's hammer. Oh, yeah. 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 And it might be a tradition that one of us, like we'll take turns every single year, like one of us carrying it and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a sweet find. We actually, uh, over the next couple of weeks, we do need to kind of come up with what our throws are going to be. So for those unfamiliar throws in a Mardi Gras parade. That's what, you know, you think about beads that are constantly thrown out in parades. Well, with Chewbacca, it's a little different. You try to uh, come up with some original things, uh, ideally biodegradable if you can, because we're not trying to create a mess. One of the things the crew of Loki does, uh, last year we did bookmarks and we made sure to hand them into people's hands as opposed to just cascade them on the, the grounds. We want to be very intentional. Yeah, we got to come up with some some good throws. So I'm hoping as crew of Lorki, as part of our like post-show 
fun discussion. We might be able to come up with some fun things in the future as well. Yeah, the uh, the bookmarks were a huge hit. There was a, at one point I handed uh, out the bookmarks to a group of people, and everyone started chanting books, 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 <laughs> books, books. And it was so awesome. It was like one of my favorite memories. Oh man, I think one of my favorite memories was I. There was I, I think I was out of throws because I got really too aggressive in the beginning of the parade, and like just started giving them to everybody. And so we were in like a like maybe a fourth of the way in, and I had nothing. <laughs> So I was just like walking through the streets with my hands up, like in kind <laughs> I of low, that. yeah, <laughs> like Loki God pose. And when so, like there was like a group of guys, they were like Loki, Loki, and I walked over to them, like just like standing like in that position, and they all started like bowing in unison. <laughs> it was it awesome. was so great. Whenever anyone was like Sylvie, I've only like two people yelled Sylvie, Sylvie, and I of course gave them bookmarks. So Absolutely. Like, yes. No. These do you, are my do you, are you are you rocking Sylvie again next year or do you think you might do something different? I'm definitely rocking Sylvie again. I'm considering a Loki variant next year, but we'll we'll see what ends up happening. It should be fun. We'll see what happens to Sylvie in season two. I could change my tune. She um, might not be somebody you want to dress up as. Maybe I'll be wearing some sort of like judge outfit or something. <laughs> you <laughs> no. could do you could like do like a Judge Ruth Bader Sylvie. Oh, I was about to say Judge Judy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll find, I'll find something. We'll see how the season shakes out. Good deal. Well, that's gonna do it for us for today. Um, we like it's it's. It, we thought it might be kind of fun to share a little behind the scenes with what's going on with uh, Crew of Loki as we prep for next year's Mardi Gras. And hey, why not Why not share it here at the end of Loki TV Talk? Thank y'all so much for listening and for sticking around. Talk to y'all soon. Goodbye. Thank y'all. Bye.